from Midget Man Studios in Burbank, California. You're listening to the FU Sports Talk Podcast, featuring Mike Flynn and Mike Duran. Email the show at fupodcast at gmail.com and on Twitter at fupodcast. Hey now, I mean, we are here on the FU Sports Talk podcast, the God, I hope that chick from Game of Thrones was following the MVP voters out of the arena saying (laughs) shame. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. 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 <laughs> I don't really care. It's just, it was such an obvious, we can't give it to LeBron because it only went six games. And if we give it to Steph, w- then we should have given it to LeBron. So let's give it to somebody where it- it's a one-off. Okay. It's a one-off. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Shoot. Was LeBron the most important player in the series? Without a doubt. Was he the best player in the series? Without a doubt. Was he the most valuable player in the series? No. Was he the most outstanding player in the series? Without a doubt. How can you be three of those things but not be the fourth? Because they only went six games. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you got to go seven to have a losing. Do you really think he should have? He shouldn't have won it. Uh, No, I don't think he shouldn't have won it. I would have been okay had he not won it, only going six games. Did you see the vote? I did. It was seven to four. Yes. That he lost it. Yes. I don't understand how there's any. It needs to say in the rules the MVP has to come from the winning team because if not, every one of those people that didn't vote for him is an idiot. Yes. A total idiot. Yes. I'm with you on this. Okay. You don't sound like you are. Because Be- well, there's one simple reason. I was re- offended yeah, well, that Iguodala won the MVP and LeBron didn't. All right. Um, and I'm with that sentence. Yes, 100,000%. This sentence is Golden State still if they started the series and never played it without Iguodala, a 50, at worst, a 50-50 chance to win the series. Yes. If they don't have Steph Curry and have Iguodala, are they even a 25% chance to win the series? About that, but yeah. Not, but not, yeah, not, not anywhere. that's the difference. That's the MVP. That's the vote. That's, no. what it, that's the way it should have been. But, okay. He's the valuable. That he's the most valuable player to the team that the won. The Cavs lose four straight by 35 points if LeBron is not playing in that series. 100%. And it's not even an argument. No. No, it's not. It's not. I, okay. I'm fine with LeBron winning. I would not have said a single word about it. And I would have said, good job to the voters. I, I just don't understand why everybody thinks they can't give it to a guy in the losing team. Right? Every Celtic in the 69 finals, I think West is the only one to win it in a loss, right? Uh, to my knowledge, Every one yes. of those Celtics would tell you that he should have won the MVP. Sure. Every one of them. Sure. Yes. No, no. And his efficiency, his numbers, they still hold up as all-time great numbers uh, in, in NBA finals. They, they do. Yeah. And as LeBron's will for till the end of time. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with him not getting it if it didn't go seven. That I okay. had to make Why that distinction. Why did Iguodala win the MVP? What did he do in the series? Well, that's just it. I mean, he he shot he, he shot fifty percent from the line. He did, and fifty percent from the floor though, which is the important. Okay, part. But yeah, okay, and to that point, fifty percent from the floor. In over fifty percent of the shots he took, there wasn't a player within spitting distance no, of, of him. Of course not, because you have to double Steph Curry. Yes, you do. And so what that also does is, gee, I'm an actual. He's an athletic dude, Iguodala. He's always had a good take to the rim. So if you go one on one with one player, and you know there's nobody in the middle because the Cavs went small for two games, and they have to stick to the shooters on the perimeter, there's nobody in the lane to keep him from going in the lane. So he got there all all day long. Okay, here's a question again. The, the That's reason, because of Steph. 
The reason that Iguodala won the MVP, theoretically, if you asked any one of those writers, they would say he did a great job defending LeBron. Oh, right? really? I, I would LeBron say LeBron averaged 30, 15, and seven for the series. And his How shooting can you percentage have done a great job. His shooting percentage was no different with Iguodala on him or not on him. He did nothing to thwart nothing. LeBron. Absolutely not. He made him work a little harder. That's about it. By the way. Taking nothing at all away from the Warriors. Fantastic basketball team. And we'll get to how good they are all time, but... Or not. Uh, well, you're probably going to argue with me about this one. Can't so. wait. Uh, Either... Okay, so just to put a bow on that. Like, there's no way LeBron should not have won the MVP. I'm with you on that. I am. I, I do believe they gave it to Iguodala because they didn't want to give it to LeBron. But why? It makes no sense. I, I, I don't understand the reasoning for it. No. And, you know, Bob Ryan had this great point today. And it's not a, it's not a great point. It's a point that I've made on this show, actually. What, what, what have I... I have always contested you should rename all MVP trophies to what? M-O-P. Most, most outstanding, outstanding player. player. Yeah. Ryan said that exact words. Now, if you want to move on to the Golden State all-time, Bob Ryan also said this. And this kind of show... And I've known Bob Ryan's relevance. And I catch him on... Every time he's on PTI, I'll yeah, watch he's it. On, yeah. When he's on Around the Horn, I try to catch it. Love Jackie on Around the Horn. He's always great. try to catch it. And I've noticed that, yeah, his ability to ha- to put things in perspective has fallen off over the last few years. It has, unfortunately. And so they oh, got... Wait, to- he's old. He's, I know <laughs> he's and that's th- I am. I'm totally giving him a pass, but I do have to call him out for this because he said it on television. They they got into the uh, the cat the idea the, oh, the conversation. Skip is on television every day. I think we can take away the relevance of being on television mattering that much. Skip Bayless might be an MVP of ESPN. That show's gigantic. As much as you and I hate it, as much as you and I rail against it, it's it's a gigantic show. Okay, so is Mike and Mike. What does that say? Right. It doesn't mean anything. Off topic. Let's get back to yeah, it. Yeah. So they get to the they get to the conversation of where's Golden State in the all time. They said where does this season? It's two different discussions. One is where does this team rank all time? Two is where does this season that they had rank all time? Yeah. And so whether it's this season or this team. It got to Bob Ryan, and he threw out, this season is a top five or six, and he said at the beginning, at the end of his statement, they're five or six. He hasn't quite put a number on it yet. For the whole season the season, the regular season? The whole season of all time. Okay. They're five or six. And he specifically stated, because they were the best team in the NBA coming out of the hardest conference we've seen, and he said, in many, many years. Okay, I'll disagree with that part of it. Why? Because I think the conference was only four teams deep when everybody thinks it was eight teams deep. Right? Let me give you this real I mean, quick. It's the Warriors, the Spurs, the Clips, and who that had Houston maybe that had a chance to win the West. And is Houston an all-time no. ranking? No. No, no. Okay. No, Are the Clippers not. an all-time the West ranking of team? Three years ago, when it's Dallas, the Spurs, the Clips with Paul and Griffin in their first big year, and Oklahoma City. It, yeah, there's a lot of better Western conferences than this one. I think that, well, no, I think this was shaping up to be. A great Western Conference going into the season, going and then the season, and then I here's agree. what happened: Oklahoma City didn't make the pl- the playoffs. Why? Injuries. Yeah. Another great team that really could have done some damage Portland. this year. Ready? Lamarcus Aldridge played 71 games. Wes Matthews played 60. Aflalo played, yeah, but played none of the last 20. Played 25. Lopez only played 59, and Batum only played 71. That Portland team is so well constructed. In December, I think I came on the show and said that they're going to win the West. Like they were really, really good. Memphis wins two in a row against Golden State. Memphis is in that list, by the way. In they're, the playoffs, the best team. Golden State wins a couple. Then what happens? Tony Allen gets hurt. Throws off. I mean, Memphis is defense first, and then pound it down low. And and, and Tony Allen, he didn't play in Game Six. Yep. 
they they got blown out. I get it. And they play against a one-man team in the finals. I understand. The Spurs. Kawhi played 64 games. Parker, 68 games. Ginobili, 70. Bellinelli, 62. Splitter, 52. Patty Mills, 51 games. Uh, Even the Clips. Blake only played 67. Crawford only played 64. And they have no bench. None. So you can't miss that many games with those teams. Right, but you're... Golden State! Steph. 80 games. Clay, 77. Draymond, 79. Barnes, 82. Iguodala, 77. Livingston, 78. I get it. But you're <laughs> arguing one part of his point. Yes. And, but here's the... Okay, I'm not saying I'm disagreeing with you yet, but let's go through this just verbally. Please. So what are the best five seasons? The 86 Celtics. Oh. The 96 oh, no, no. Bulls. The 87 Lakers. I'm with you. Who else are we talking? I say... No, no, the no. The 67 listen, Warriors. Listen. The Re- Will team with Chet Walker at that... They're, They're not a top 10 team since 1980, let alone top six of all time. Let me run it down for okay, you. Go right ahead. I'm interested. The Lakers of 80 and 87, 88, two different teams. Yes, I know Magic and Kareem were on both. Worthy was not. Scott was not. Coop was not. But both of those Laker teams would beat this Golden State yeah, team. Yeah, for sure. All right. The 76ers of 82, or sorry, 83, would beat this Golden State team. I know, I know Doc was a little old at the time, but I'm sorry. That team's. Be- Moses, Andrew Tony, Doc, uh, Mo you, Cheeks. You got Mo Cheeks. I'm sorry. Mo Cheeks should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Like I, one of these days, he will be. He will be. Um, and and that team could both the 81 and the 86 Celtics could beat this team. Ah, uh, you're overrating the 81 Celtics a little bit. I'm Just sorry. It's still at Bird, Parish, and McHale, and this team is McHale not matching is playing, up with Bird, Parish, and McHale. McHale's playing 20 minutes. A and game what in will season. he do against Golden State? No, I get it, but they have Tiny Archibald in the team too, which is a, a benefit to them. And said. They got cornbread. All right. Uh, Okay, so then let's skip the Pistons of the late 80s. The Pistons are going to beat this team, but let's skip them. Yeah. The Bulls of the 91 Bulls and the 97 Bulls. Both those Bulls teams beat this Golden State team. I think four out of the six Bulls teams win against this Golden State team. At the very least. I think the 91, 93, 96, and 97 teams all beat them. Yes. Yes. The Rockets of at least one of those years beats this Golden yeah, the State 94 team. 94 Rockets are so good. Stacked. And they so got clutch good. players, too. Yeah. Uh, the, the Shaq Lakers beats this team. Well, only because who's guarding Shaq. But exactly. you know, you're, you're doing matchups. No, you're no. You're doing player by player matchups and going who would beat who. I don't have like, to my go. My argument is always that you have to argue against who was in the league at the time. They The Warriors dominated this league. Oh, no, 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 no. They totally dominated. At, at, so you could also say it's a weak league. You really think the league is that weak? I, th- I agree I with mean, you on the injury front. Uh, I don't uh, think the league is that weak. The, the, the league isn't weak. The injuries this year decimated teams. Decimated every good team that could potentially like, play this team. There's a weird argument about those Lakers in the 80s, too, and anybody that came out of the West, the West in the was 80s. Super the West was super weak. The West was awful. The, yeah. the Kings of this year yeah. would have finished fourth in, any, in the West <laughs> yes, in the 80s. Like The West was awful. <laughs> they were. They absolutely were, And it, but it doesn't take away from how good those... Uh, All right, the Spurs. Pick two of the five Spurs winning teams. Uh, They'll beat this Golden State team. Yeah. And you got to think the 08 Celtics find a way to win this series against Golden State. Yeah, the 08 Celtics are a really good Because the defense is so good. The 08 Celtics, if if Garnett doesn't get hurt in 09, would have three titles. Two of the Heat teams beat this Golden State team. I think this Golden State team beats all of those Heat teams. Maybe not 2011. I was just going to say, the second one is. Come on, man. LeBron just won two games by himself. Now you give him Wade and Bosh. The team that beat Oklahoma City in the finals was the best of those Heat teams. Yes, it was. It was. They they would beat this Warriors team. They're not really a top 
team of all time, and nor do they deserve to be mentioned. Yeah, but I mean, look, they won every game by something like 13 points a game. They did. Uh, their their ability to to just put the pedal to the metal and not let up from day one until the the last game of the season, it's very Chicago Bulls-like. So I've been working on a theory over the last 24 hours since this happened. The game ended about 24 hours ago. So all I'm thinking about right now, and you're going to say I'm totally insane, and it's not this, quite the same thing because the Heat didn't go on to win a title this year or anything, but... Right. I'm thinking about Gretzky leaving Edmonton and it being the worst thing that ever happened to him. Sure. Like he never, he went to one other finals. The Edmonton Oilers won one without him a mm-hmm. year and a half or two years later. Two years later. And he never got back after that 93 season with the Kings. No. I think LeBron is still the favorite to come out of the East, but he is never, unless something changes, going to be favored in the finals the rest of his career. I don't think, unless something dramatic happens. You're saying matchups again, but I believe like as of right team that now, comes out of the West, there's a couple of teams in the West that are going to be stacked. I believe as of right team. now, the Cavs are the Vegas They're favorites. The favorites. Yeah, to they win. came out today. That's what started me thinking. Ah, uh, gotcha. And well, and like the Warriors and Oklahoma City have to be, I would think, would beat them next year. Yeah, I, 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 I like what Oklahoma City did with uh, the bench coming down the stretch. They just didn't have enough. Yeah, they didn't have any. They had firepower. the Celtics problem. They had a bunch of sixth guys. Yeah. Yes, and I but and I think that will benefit them next year if everybody is healthy. Yeah. I think everybody getting the playing time this year definitely will. Uh, I also think the East is going to improve again. Like I think Atlanta will regress, but teams like Orlando, Detroit, and the Celtics are all going to be better. Not enough to make a not difference enough. yet. And probably not for the next three no, no, no. years. The Cavs are going to the finals next year. It'd be very surprising if they didn't. Sure. Yeah, Unless I mean, Chicago I hires just, a coach that really knows how to deal with the team. They need a coach and they need one more score. They need a score on yeah. that team. You know? Those guys are out there, though. There's Ye- a couple of guys. Free agency in the draft over the next like month is going to be excellent. Not just this draft is going to be phenomenal, by the way. You think? Yeah, you th- they're talking about Orlando taking some Latvian guy with the fourth pick instead of Justice Winslow. Does I'm it- like... Wait a minute. Don't they always Isn't say Justice Winslow? Guy? Couldn't he possibly be the best player in the draft? He could. He could. I don't think I, I, you're going to take a foreign player I'm, over him. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like that Ohio State card. Um, he, he, he showed me a yeah. lot down the stretch this year. Uh, just a freshman, but it took him a while to get his legs and he's sure. super versatile, man. Moody you could play him at the gonna two. is going to go before Justice see, Winslow? Yeah, Moutier, I, I would like to see something on YouTube about I've him. watched a bunch of Moutier on YouTube. You did? Yeah, he's playing against nobody. nobody he's playing in China. He's playing against the YMCA. It, it's yeah. I know. He be he would have been better off playing in the D League. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. good call. Did the D League allow you to be there? No, if and you that's what I forego the draft. You yeah. should be able to go to the D League out of high school. Right. If you're gonna play for the fifty thousand a year, play for the fifty thousand yeah. in the D League. Yeah. That's what it's for. It is. It's exactly what it's for. And I have no idea why they don't let guys make <laughs> money and they have God to God forbid to they want to actually put people in the seats to you watch the games. those guys are going to enough classes in one year to make a difference in their upbringing? Sure. To get the experience. Going to classes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Anyway. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, I mean, you, but you, I don't want to take away from you because from what you were, were doing Last no, year, two years ago, you've been saying this has been coming for two years. You saw this coming. The Warriors thing? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. First it started was, this is the most fun team to watch in basketball. I got Then it started was, this team could do some damage when they get to the playoffs. And then yeah. this year, you're like, this team is dangerous. You got to watch them. I, look, I think Steve Kerr is phenomenal. Like, he clearly outcoached everybody in the playoffs and during the regular season. I don't know what Mark Jackson wasn't doing that he did. 
It's right. exactly the same team. I think all reports are it's his ability to in, uh, interact with the team. No, that's not it at all. They love Jackson. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They they loved him. They, they lobbied for him to stay. Really? Yeah. The owner and he hated each other. That's it? Yeah, that's it. It's the only thing. That owner's a smart dude. Yeah, I guess Mark so. Jackson ain't winning this title this year. I don't know. With this group of guys playing that well... With, with the injuries if you dropped everywhere him in else. the bucket at like 40 games in, it'd be tough for this team not to have won the title. Okay. No, I could see something like that. I could, but I mean, you know, then again, are the owners that tight where Mark Jackson ain't getting another job yet? I don't know. I don't think he's in coach jail. I think right. he'll get a job. Coach jail. Love it. Well, I don't, you know what that's come from? Director jail. There's like, <laughs> there's like directors that have like Oscar <laughs> nominations that can't get work because they're in director jail because they're tough to work with. Yes. Yes. Basically, Mel Gibson and, and Russell Crowe. Mel Gibson for, is in Hollywood jail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He is. I know. Not a joke. Well, by the way, watch The Road Warrior last night. Oh, yeah. Still great. That's the second one, yeah, right? Second one. It is. It's it's the second one's the best great, of them. Great, 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 great. It was on IFC. Couldn't turn it off. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I don't get the IFC. I miss out on that. Ah. Yeah, I know. I know. That's it. all right. Ah, you're right. I should plunk down the extra 10 bucks. So, baseball. Okay, we yeah? talked about, we talked yeah, about you it. Yeah, it piqued my interest. No, 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 no there's nothing to talk about <laughs> in right. baseball yet. One minute long. You Boy, can... are the Red Sox impossible to watch Impo- right now? It's, uh, you cannot watch a baseball game that they're playing. I wanted to text you after every you inning. I told after last week I was going to try to watch. Oh boy, did I pick the wrong week. Did I, did I, it happened the day we, day after we did the show, I came the on and I said. nothing game, they were up and they lost 13 to I 10. said, they lose every game that they allow three runs, they're going to lose it four to three. They lost two games, five to four, they go up eight, one in one game and lose. I mean, you, this team is, I, it can't cost him his job because they're just, they're too bad for coaching to help at it's this not, point. I don't think it's Farrell's fault at all. I don't either. Well, I, I would, you know. I guess he's arguing with Miley about when he's coming out of the game, but. No, it's and it's not his fault because they did. They got him a bunch of number six starters that they're trying to plug in at three yeah. and four, and that's their problem. That's they said they problem. said if we get five starters that are that are real number six starters, maybe two of them can become a three and a four, and that'll help us get through and, the season. And we're going to score ten runs a game. And it never Except, happened. oh wait, that's not happening not at all. They're not scoring ten runs a game, and I have no idea why. I mean, Ortiz starts slow every year. Every I get that, year. and he started worsely slow this year. I understand that. This is like the two thousand nine Ortiz start where he was hitting like one ninety. July. Yes. Yes. And then turned it on again. Yeah. Well, finished with 30 he didn't home runs. even really turn it on until like September. And then he was good in the playoffs. <laughs> yes. That was the year they lost to Tampa. In That's the right. Oh, wait. Yes. Was it 08 or I thought 09? It was, I thought it was the year after the uh, the second World Series. It was because of the, uh, the Rays played uh, Philly in the in the World Series. That's right. Yeah. So it was 08. You're right. That's right. Have, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just murmured something. All right. This is the last baseball thing. I murmured something uh, last week off the air about Pedroia, we were talking about Hall of Famers. Who's who's going to be a Hall of Famer? And uh, I asked you that, and I threw out Pedroia, and you were like, "Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so at the moment." I know his OPS isn't good because he does. Fred he Lynn has an MVP and a Rookie of the Year too. He's it, not going anytime. Soon. Does he have a World Series ring? And does he have a 300 no. career average as a second baseman? No, that's a big stat. It, and okay. he's not just a second baseman; he's easily a top three fielding second baseman of his generation. That's a stretch, not a but stretch. Not, a, not much of one. Not it's a much. little bit of a stretch. It's not much of a stretch. But for listen, when Peter Gammon says he's got the best hand-eye coordination or the best vision he's ever seen of a player. Yeah, Peter Gammon goes to every Red Sox game. Yes, what, you know. know. Well, he's the one that would speak about it. I, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> Sorry. He didn't say it was Jody Reed. No, it was not Jody Reed. <laughs> Although, Brock Holt. 
just got on the John Valentin list. The yeah, John Valentin I list is the list of records for yeah. Red Sox. Yeah, and it's just the triple play, <laughs> yeah. the cycle, inside the park, home runs, everything. <laughs> that guy did everything. If there is a list of who's the last Red Sox to do this, yeah, it's, it's Valentin is at the top of that, and nobody outside of Boston has any idea who that In an era is. where they've had Manny and Ortiz ah. and Nomar or whatever, and Nomar. John Valentin has every one of those. <laughs> It's uh, so funny that you said that. I was just thinking about him yesterday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because it would happen yesterday, the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. Uh, yeah, because it said in the bottom line, it's its first Red Sox since John Ballant in 1996. I was like, of course. Of course. <laughs> that was my amusement for the year. I remember the unassisted triple play. You do? I remember it well. It happened like the year after. My dad famously, I think I've mentioned this in the show. <laughs> my dad went to a game where the Red Sox played the Tigers and hit into two triple plays. Oh, like he, he went to a game with his girlfriend at the time. They had just gotten my my parents got divorced, whatever. He took his girlfriend to a game in 1991. Red Sox hit into a triple play. And he's like, you're never, you're never going to see, see that, that again. again. <laughs> it happens two innings later. Dude, it was, was it last Friday? They hit into a double play in each of the first three I innings. I'm like, that's got to be at least an inning away from uh, tying a record. Could yeah. really have been five consecutive double plays in five innings. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't, too. I don't think so. Oh, we got to go back to the joke. So, uh, Joey Gallo <laughs> gets called up for. I texted you this the moment we left the studio last week. Joey Gallo gets called up. I couldn't remember his name. I asked you, you said, I think his Did. name's Gallo. Yeah. And I texted you as soon as we left. And I said, You sure his name isn't Jerry, Jerry Gallo? Gallo? <laughs> C A L L O. <laughs> oh, the big attorney. Uh, <laughs> you going to do the whole thing? you didn't read the article. No, why? Because he's dead. He's dead. So he will be Joey Callow. He's, he's, he's Joey Callow. For Callow. the rest of the podcast. For the, for the rest of time, he's Joey Callow. Joey Are you Callow. kidding me? I love it. I love it. We got to get you a jersey. You got it right we away, by the way. Yeah, I, like, I was very impressed I that did. you came up with a My Cousin Vinny line right away. Thank you. It was less than a 30 <gasps> seconds. That's in our wheelhouse, though. Isn't that like a PG-13 movie? 23 years old, though. What was the last That's time what, you saw it? Well, probably five or six years ago. I've never. I, all right, I, I haven't watched it beginning it, to end in ten years. No, God, no. But when it's on TV, when you don't sit TV, there I'll for a half it. hour. Yeah. I'll watch of it when you it's do. on TV. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, it, it, that was I had our a theory, house. by the way. I was, you know, I every now and again I come up with a comedy routine, and I'm not a comedian, of course. But uh, I was like, you Some know, there should be a channel at the gym where they only play the Fugitive, True Lies, My Cousin Vinny, and movies you can't. Yeah, it's stop called watching. TNT. No, no, no. But like a literally a dedicated channel where they play those five movies you can't stop watching. Yes. You would never get off the treadmill. Yes. Everybody would be in shape. If The Fugitive was on every time every I was at the, the gym, I would never one. leave. I love it. Uh, Shawshank. Shawshank. Another, well, I mean, it's a tough one for the gym. Yeah. It's got to kind of be an action thriller movie like Fugitive and True Fugitive, Lies. Fugitive, True, True Lies, Lies is, is a great one. one. The best. Yes. I yes. can't possibly turn it off if I catch it on TV. It's so true. All right. Let's, if the Fugitive and True Lies top that list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And Star Wars, but then Lucas would sue all the gyms for yeah, not paying true. him money to show the movie. <laughs> well, he doesn't even own it anymore. He doesn't. And Disney, Disney would, would definitely sue, sue the gyms um, for not getting it out. What did you have one line on? Was it? Oh, was that the uh, the, uh, the the my cousin Vinny line? Is that what you were doing? Yeah, yeah, just the my cousin Vinny. So <laughs> we got to get to the U.S. Open, but first, you know, we've been talking over text all week because. Well, first of all, give me your quick Jurassic Park review. Do, I need, do I need to see it? Uh, it, no. 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 There is okay. nothing. It broke the all time opening weekend box office record. Are you telling me I don't know? Which need is to why see I it? was just curious beyond belief. And can I ask you a question about it? Absolutely. Why did it break the all time box office record for an opening weekend? The because same. 
Go ahead. Jurassic Park isn't a franchise that gets me going, oh my God, I have to get in line to see it immediately. No, but Chris Pratt is. Really? You think that's it? I think it's a combination of... It's interesting. I'm, I didn't think that. Okay. It's a combination of everybody that went to see the movie now are the Star Wars kids that saw the movie when it came out and broke box office records when it first came out. Okay. So now they're all older with kids and they're like, yep, kids, we're going to see this movie. Okay. So number two, 21 years old, yeah. Number two, everybody trusts Chris Pratt. Not even. We were, that was like 92, 93, I thought. I think Jurassic Park's 94, but it might yeah. be 93. You might be right. Whatever. Um, and, and number two is, do you want to see the movie? I don't care. Yeah, but it's got Chris Pratt. We can trust him. We can trust him. Okay. Now, on that... No, well, okay. Give me the review, and then I'll come back to this. The review. Absolutely nothing you won't expect out of it. Chris Pratt is not a funny guy in the movie. He has a couple of lines, but he's not a funny guy at all. Okay. He doesn't even come off as being a great actor in the movie. Bryce comes off as fine. It's the first movie where I'm like, she was good. She delivered the character. By the end of the movie, you're like, wow, she actually did good with the character. Okay. Her character has the most to watch, but the least to do. She okay. just walks around being frightened all the time. <laughs> but she's all good. Right. She has the most to do. Because uh, very pivotal. Now, what else seals it? D'Onofrio is in the movie. What's he ever not been good in? Never, ever not oh, good in anything he ever does. And all his scenes are with Pratt. And those two dudes can act and they deliver scenes. Okay. All right. Uh, the, You've yet to talk me out of not just waiting for it to be on TV. It's it's big. It's, it's a good theater experience. It is okay. big. It's worthy of a theater experience. There's nothing to get out of this movie that you're not going to get in a preview. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Yes. And so instead of seeing that, yes. I went and saw Spy. You went and Spy. saw Spy. You went and, and saw... Yeah, I told you and uh, you wound up seeing it as well. I did. I ran. Okay. I ran. You told me that you trust Chris Pratt. Yes. People trust Chris Pratt. Yes, they do. I would argue, and he is in the conversation, that Melissa McCarthy is the most trustable actor going right did now. Did you see Tammy? No. Yeah, all right. How much can you trust her? But it's not her movie, is it? She wrote it. Did she really? Yes. Uh, she's great is that the in it. one? It is. It's, so she's good in it. She's great in it. Okay. It's just a little, it's not a straight through comedy. It's a little wishy-washy and she plays an unlikable person and it's oh, okay. up to Sarandon to turn her well, into a likable person. Jason Bateman one too, where she's not playing a likable person. I've seen that movie 16 times. Any good? I can't stop watching it. It's okay. not great. It's not great. Her and Bateman. When's Bateman not yeah, good Bateman's in something? Always welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And she's hilarious in the movie. She's, she's funnier in that. Hilarious in everything. I wanted to go out on this limb right before we came on the show, and you said save it. Is she potentially your favorite comedic person to watch in a film since Bill Murray? Meaning, is she that trustworthy? What about Will Ferrell? Isn't trustworthy. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect, because every movie he does that isn't his is terrible. Yeah. I watched Get Hard in a freaking hotel. Oh my! No sweet. It's the directing. There's actual okay. jokes there. You know Kevin Hart brings it. You know Will Ferrell will bring but it. But I think if that is it's Kevin Hart's movie, right? No, I could see that. I could see that, and it is. It is because like, he is the love, lead. What's the one he made with Sasha Baron Cohen, the racing one? Talladega Nights. Oh, you don't like Talladega no, Nights? Saying, I don't love it, right. but it's totally funny. It like, is I'll watch it. It's hilarious. And I did just rewatch Step Brothers. And I rewatched really Step Brothers is hilarious. And it holds up. Yeah. And I actually rewatched the other guys with Wahlberg. That's not good. I saw that in the theater. It was better the second time around because your expectations have been lowered. Like I haven't okay. seen it in years, since probably since I first saw it on and you know I love Wahlberg. I'll yeah. watch anything he's in. 
You hate Wahlberg. I freaking yeah, hate one. That's why I never rewatched this movie. But you liked Ted, right? I thought Ted was funny. Are you going to see Ted too? Uh, I'm worried about it. Uh, I don't really care. I'm worried about Ted. Really? Yeah, we'll see. After seeing the uh, How the West Was Won with a Million Dollars. How's that? What's yeah, that movie called? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> a Million Ways to Die in Seth MacFarlane is not the most trustworthy person, as is Chris Pratt and <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. He's a little full of himself. A little? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's all. He only wanted to write, direct, century. star in, and make sure his name appears in every, in every credit thing. line that yeah. was on freaking movie. Uh, but yeah, anyway, to, so uh, I want to have this argument because you, you and I have been texting back and forth. You oh, think I the held heat back. is funnier than Spy? I think the heat is uh, top ten funniest movie of the last top five funniest movie of the last twenty years. Post Dumb and Dumber. That's a statement. Post Dumb and Dumber. Funniest. Rewatchable, funny, hilarious. It's Get funny. the DVD because the extras I'm are even funnier. Not arguing that it's funny. I think it's really funny. I, I thought it was hilarious. I can't believe, like I told you, we walked in. I was like, I can't believe we're going to spend 10, 15 minutes talking about Melissa McCarthy. Yes, we are. But I think Spy is funnier. I really do. I'm because even okay, Rose Byrne is the third yes. funniest person in that movie, and she is like fall over hilarious. She's exceptional. She really she creates a character. That's what I loved about her yeah. in that movie. Is that that character is out of left field, very well done, very, very well acted, very well done. And I, Alice and Janney thrown in there. Alice and Janney with nothing funny to say. I don't care. She's in it. I love Alice and Janney. I do too. Oh, you know I do too. Yeah, and a big Alice. And and that's probably what sets me off on the like I said. The first thirty minutes are kind of weak for me, and it's because okay. we have Alice and Janney who doesn't have nothing to do. We and have Jude Statham. Law, uh, he's really not that good. No, he's not. He's not. But it's it's fine because what's happening around him with her is funny. Yes, but he's not in any way. He doesn't he, help the movie at all. He doesn't. He really doesn't. But uh, and Statham is in the beginning, and then he's not in it for forty minutes. Every time that he shows up, you can't believe what he's saying because he's hilarious. I can believe it because it's exactly how. Lockstock kicks off. It's Statham yeah, selling the, the 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 stolen goods. Yeah, but he's selling seriousness in that. Like he's like he knows that this is all tongue in cheek. It is it's even funnier. All right, all right. Well, he just did the uh, the the Expendables movies. Okay, my big problem with the Heat. Go ahead. Is that I think there's a bunch of ten minute long sequences in that movie that aren't that funny. Which there and, aren't. But go ahead. I think the everything McCarthy does is great. Sandy Bullock's pretty good. I think the Bill Burr and the whole family stuff is awesome. Oh my God, really? Joey McIntyre? Right, but that's only like five, ten minutes of it the is. movie maximum. It is. And those are the funniest parts. It is. No, no, every every, every, every single thing Melissa McCarthy... Listen, come on, when, 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 when she's looking around her boss's office and Sandra Bullock saying, what, what is she doing? And her boss says, she's looking for my balls. Right, <laughs> and then she goes on the tirade about the ball. Every second Melissa McCarthy is on screen in that movie is Bill Murray to me. It's comedic gold. I will never turn she's, it off. I will watch it till the end of time. But so this movie I'm for just me, saying, Spy Two is a movie ahead. I will see on opening night. Yes, it is. Whatever it is, has to be hilarious because this is a good Spy is a great movie. The heat. The plot? There's no plot. There's no plot. The Heat is a terrible yeah. movie. I mean, terrible. This is an actual movie. That's what you're getting out of this. An actual movie. Much, much funnier as far as the movie. The 50 Cent cameos are right. hilarious. 50 Cent is is excellent in it. I, I will give you that. I didn't, four lines that he has, every one of them is funny. I didn't think he was going to deliver like that. No, definitely. I did not. Uh, but yeah, I think that they finally. What's the line that he says at the end? Did you ever see Kanye do something like that? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. 
<laughs> By the way, who is the um, the other woman in it? The British chick? Yeah. Don't she know. She must be a TV actress in some British TV show. And you'd right? think Has one of us would have seen her. Yeah. And been able to pull her, pick her out. Never seen her before. No, I can't, I can't place her either. Um, I refuse to look it up either. I, I want to run into her in some British show that I see. I think the movie hit its stride two personalities into her undercover work. And I think you're going to see more of that. Like, yeah. oh, here, okay, so here's what I would have liked. So all of a sudden she pulls the ruse on Rose Byrne. She's flying by the seat of her pants. She's right. caught. She has to think quick on her feet. And then she creates this persona, this foul mouth. On the plane. On, uh, was it on the plane? Yeah, that's where she gets found out, on the plane. And so that's when she says, yeah, I'm, I was hired by your boss. I was hired by your dad. Yes. Every five words. And every one Amazing. of them is hilarious. Yeah. So I needed to see how she would create that persona on the fly. They showed that she was a badass back at, at training right, school for yeah. the F, but they didn't show that she has this within her to do this. I, I think they needed to set it up better, how they can, how she can come to this character to create this character. Okay. There, there was a lot of weak points that I think needed to be set up that they were just missed. I was okay with it because the movie was very good. If I laugh once every two minutes in a movie, it is a major success because I do not laugh out loud in movies all that often. You know what it was? I, I bet you, I bet you saw it. every two minutes in that movie. Was it, what, 30 to 40% full when you saw it at the theater? I imagine you saw full, it in Totally full. Time. Okay, totally yeah. full. Okay, so... Probably this, Jurassic Park spillover, I bet. So the first <laughs> laugh in the movie gets everybody to laugh the rest of the yeah. movie. I went to see it at 10 o'clock at night on a Monday... 20% full? 20 people in the theater. Yeah, okay. And, you know... It, oh, really? I watched the movie. I left the movie with my face hurting because I had permagrin the entire movie. I laughed out loud five times. Okay. But that's because I'm not... That's only because you're not with a bunch of people. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Like, I remember Anchorman the second time I saw it. Yeah. At home, you had missed 30 funny lines because people were laughing, laughing at other over. lines. They were. They were. And, and and that to me is like what the heat is. I know the heat's nowhere near Anchorman. It's not because Anchorman's in the Dumb and Dumber category. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, like I said, I've just rewatched all the great comedies since 2000. I just did it this last two months. Well, what are the other ones? The Give me the list. Oh, I watched them all. I watched uh, Wedding Crashers. I watched uh, Step Wedding Brothers. Crashers doesn't quite hold up as much to me. It doesn't it, because they have the stupid story that they have to unfold. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Step Brothers. Both Anchorman. Step Brothers is still funny. It's effing hilarious i watched the other guys i watched uh, i watched this basketball movie semi-pro that is not great it's, you know man like i said and i love the aba when you separate yourself from it and you have zero expectations because you've already been disappointed by it once <laughs> then it gets funnier it really does I, I i was okay with it um but yeah i just name a comedy and i've watched it in the last two months i every every single good comedy i wanted to see i wanted to rate them i wanted to say okay what's the list where where does the heat rank heat's at the top okay and i don't it came I'll out of nowhere it. for I've me i've only seen it once i'll rewatch it please please especially do. now that i've seen spy because oh now that you've seen spy yeah i'll, I'll rewatch the oh heat. you're just oh my god this, this, you're gonna watch it like it's spy sequel you're gonna be like yes uh, thank you melissa mccarthy i will now watch you once a month in a movie did you rewatch bridesmaids uh yes which yes, i've I only did. seen one time and i thought was pretty funny but not crazy funny too much story a little too much story that and yes it, 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 it's too sad you know I don't, I don't need all that sad stuff. yeah there's a little bit of sadness in it yeah yeah but like i don't think can Kristen wig not be sad at some point in a movie no she has to bring it yeah she, she does a little bit she has it yeah but it's just a little weird yeah she thinks she has it no she has it. i think she's a good actress <laughs> i don't know we'll see <laughs>
What else do we have to talk about? Is there anything? Uh, oh, geez. Besides the golf, I mean, because you know, do we do Thrones now and then end with the golf, or do we do Thrones after the golf? Do you want to take a break and do Golf Thrones? Okay, that sounds like a good plan. Thrones of Thrones of Golf, game of U.S. Open. <sighs> Thrones, man. Were you able to walk <laughs> down the fairway and bounce a golf ball like a basketball, like I'm golfers get were doing to that. today? Please, All I right. saw that today. All right, all right. The answer is no. Yeah, that's what I expect. I mean, my 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 quick before the break take is they are not playing the same golf course that we played. <laughs> They're really not. It is very different. I believe that. So my Byung-Chun on <laughs> bet is not going to pay off. Did Although you bet him? It won't pay. And I parlayed him with the Dodgers to win like 3000 It's like a $15 parlay. With What'd a, you get him at? 60 uh, to 1 or so? 75. That's too high. Yeah? He just won the biggest tournament in Europe three weeks ago. Nobody knows who he is. Although Tiger moved from 40 to 30. 60. To, he's at 60, 60 now? right now. He went from 40 to 30 in two days. Okay. Let's take a break because I do have some Tiger thoughts. I the quick Tiger thought there is he's going to do a little bit better than people think this week. He's not going to win. He's absolutely making the cut, and I say that because the way you have to play that golf course is all imagination, and there's no one with more imagination out there. There's nobody with less game to match their imagination anymore. But no, do you realize I saw this stat on the Golf Channel last night? I've been watching live from uh, the Golf Channel Believe the that. whole week. Tiger is actually number one on the PGA Tour from over 190 yards. Get the F number out of here. One. He Are just has no short game right now. Or off the tee, but he never had an off the tee. Yeah. He always struggled off the tee. From over 190 yards, he is number one on the PGA Tour. I did not know that. Yeah. Jesus, Tiger, really? I got, if he's at 60, you got to put 10 bucks on him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you need to do that. No, no Tiger Woods at 60 think, to 1? I think there are better bets out there. I mean, you can spend your money wiser. <laughs> All right. Unless you're putting a hundred on him and trying to have the big score. I mean, that's different. Mm-hmm. 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 I just don't think there's any need to play $5 blackjack in Las Vegas. That That's the whole thing. It's a great, great line. There isn't. Yeah, I like that. What are you going to do? Sit there for five hours and make 150 bucks? Yes, it's, that's a great line. Anyway. That's a good way to save money. By though. the way, I don't have like enough money to play $25, to play $25 blackjack, blackjack, but... I know that I'm not going to make any money playing five dollar blackjack. No. So I'll play craps. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you can play five dollar craps and have eight bets on the board. Yes, and still play for a couple hours. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all, all right. right. Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Send us your emails. I just this stupid Game of Thrones is episode. Man. Is <laughs> no, he he's not dead. Is she blind? Is he dead? She's blind. He's not. Are dead. Sansa and Theon going to find Brad and Rincon? Rickon. We don't even know what they jumped into. Brand and Rickon. It looked like a giant snowdrift. We've all done it. Just How not off. Know? Not off the roof of a castle. Yeah. Castle. <laughs> 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 all right. Send us your emails. Have they totally left the books? FU Podcast without spoilers. FU Podcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Oh, come, come on with the spoilers. It, it's, it's I don't. Over. Well, I don't want to know what happens in the books just in case they decide to stick no, one off more. No, they're the books now. That's so what I'm, there's, no, there's no spoilers. That's, that's what I'm figuring. I figured this season was the season of. No, just at the end of the season, they got to the off book stuff. Th- that's what I mean. This yeah. season was the. Apparently the book ends exactly the way the, seri- the season did. John's <laughs> not knowing whether Jon Snow is dead. Yes. And now they're saying, all right, you book readers, screw off. we got right. our own thing coming. You had yeah. your fun. The writers <laughs> apparently submitted like a 180-page treatment for the next season. Now just deal. Yeah. Can it come out in November? 
I know. Can you believe it's like a year away? No. It can't be a year away. They've made, they have an $8 million an episode budget on that show. I know. <laughs> on HBO. Worth it. It is so, <laughs> so worth, worth it. it. Mother of Lord. All right, take a break. All right. I'm Mike Flynn. Mike, you're in. We're coming back. Segment two. You're listening to the show that Larry King calls the best podcast I've ever listened to. The FU Sports Talk Podcast. Shame! We are back. Segment two on the FU Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Mike Flynn. Mike, you're Just a little cleanup from segment one. As we were speaking about great, greatest teams of all time, where does this Golden State team rank? And so this is how it goes. Everybody, everybody that has spoke about this point. This is how it goes. Okay, I think Golden State's top five, top seven, top eight, top ten team, top ten season of all time. Five minutes later, after they have just made that point, the conversation will shift to LeBron and how the season the season and the series went with LeBron. And every person to a man will then say, yeah, man, if LeBron only had Kyrie, if he had Kyrie in love, they're going to win this series. But if he had just Kyrie, they could have won this. You cannot tell me Golden right. State is a top 10 team of all time. And then the team they just beat, swept the floor with in three straight games, only needs one player to and give I them a series. I wish you were better at this podcast thing because you could have said that in the first part I'm of the show. Terrible and I at could this. Have said the following, which I also said outside. Yes. And you just said the following as we're taking a break. Barry Bonds also should have won oh. the MVP in the 2002 World in Series. He was easily the best player alive and in that series. And oh. Troy Gloss wins the MVP. <laughs> And you said, what did you say? I swear they were looking at Troy Gloss. There's a, there's this great video of somebody in the Anaheim dugout, and I think it's Troy Gloss. When Bonds hits, when the he hits the ball home run <laughs> off of Troy Percival, who threw a hundred at the time, yeah. and Bonds hit it 160 out. I swear there's video of him of, of Gloss mouthing the words, "I've never seen a ball hit that far in my life." It's true. It is. That is the the best. We've both seen Canseco and Manny hit it in, in the Toronto. Fifth deck in Toronto. Yes. They hit the ball hard. <laughs> the ball <laughs> flies there. Yes. I have never seen anybody hit a ball harder than Barry Bonds. Not not in, in jump that. like that. No, my God. I, I, sound, like, I know people that were at the game because we live in Southern California. I, I talked to my friend Devin about it at one time. and He was just like the sound in the stadium when that ball started going was just like... This can't be real. It's a shriek off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? The old baseball tonight thing where the they would hit the uh, the bat would hit the ball in the cartoon intro and the ball yeah. would be screaming out when they would do the home run totals and tallies and everything. Yep. I miss the baseball, the old baseball tonight's man. I do. Those, those that was, oh, that was a good show. I miss baseball, but anyway, because <laughs> you can't. It's unwatchable with this Red Sox team. Can't do it. Can't do it right now. Can't do it. Can't win with them. <laughs> can't, can't do, do it. it. Okay, I have... Good. So, I wanted to do the U.S. Open preview, but of course, because we don't prepare at all. None. <laughs> I've done no preparation, other than the fact that I went and played the golf course uh, in 2011. Okay, in 2011. And... Were I, they prepping at the time? No. Okay. I would say no. I mean, the fairways were wider than they are now. They're still really wide. Mm. Greens were probably running at 9 or 10. They're okay. running at 13 now. I was going to say 15. No, yeah. it's 13. They measured it today. Right on. And the course, I looked at the pictures that we took that day. The course is quite a bit greener. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> green. It, it was brownish green, but it is all brown right now. Yeah, there's You're no going green. To see, pay attention to, I'll, I'll get to a couple holes, but pay Love attention it. to the 14th hole. Someone's going to hit a 420-yard drive with the roll you're going to get on that hole. 
Right it's a 525-yard par, par 5. You're going to see someone hit driver, like, blob wedge into the green. Interesting. that fast. Is, and my original score, I walked oh, off the golf course the day we played it. I looked over at my brother, and I shot 86. He shot 88 with or 87 with 40 putts. He hit every fairway wow. and, like, 14 greens, but three-putted every green. He hates it to this day. He hates it when I bring it up. Because he hit, <laughs> the, he was he hit the ball so amazing that day, and just couldn't score. Anyway, we walked off the golf course and we said the pros are going to destroy this golf course. Right. So I because it's wide open. Yeah. Everything's approachable. When Phil and Bubba Watson get up to the tee and hit it three fifty, and you don't need to worry about where it's going, mm-hmm. how do they not shoot ten twelve under? Okay. Looking at the golf channel all week, I now think the winning score is closer to three or four under. Interesting. Well, it's just that fast <laughs> and hard. And it is. Uh, what I was what curious to say before you you watched the video like I did today of the guy he's dribbling, dribbling a golf ball on the fairway. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That shouldn't be happening. That can't be happening. It can't be happening. You shouldn't even be able to do it on the greens. Crying out loud! No, uh, and they're doing it in the fairway. Now, what's the uh, what's the rough situation, or is it not U.S. Right, Open? So no, it's U.S. Open rough. But the reason is when they grow the fairways in mm-hmm. and let the rough grow out of like the last ten percent of the fairway, it's all thick underneath there. You get ten yards off that, and it's much easier to play out of. Oh, interesting! It's so, like heathery, but you want to miss wide if you miss. Right. So bad shots. Yeah. <clears throat> small me, will misses not are hurt. bad. Okay. I got you. So yeah, I think the winning score is going to be three or four under. A lot of guys that I like. Oh, I oh, mean, the go golf ahead. course is a fantastic golf course. <laughs> I, I really liked everything about it. I don't. I don't know if you snuck this stat in on the uh, the the actual uh, last segment. I think we we talked about it off the air. You said Tiger. Has a six stat going right now, where, he, where he's number one. He's number on the one tour? from over 190 yards. Yeah. So why is he not going to take three four iron off of every tee? He might if it's playing that hard. It might. That's why I think he's so. It could play. It, it, it could still play for him to do something like that. Yeah, I think he's going to make the cut. All right. I'd be surprised if he didn't. I think sixty to one is a sucker bet. I don't think mm. you can bet it. But oh, I was I wasn't going to touch win. it at forty. I don't think he can. I mean, if he wins, it's going to be the story of stories. But I don't think he can win. If well, you're saying the 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 score is going to be closer to three or four under. So yeah. if the score is one or two under, is it as big a story that Tiger wins, or is it just he's going to be relying on course management, his ability to? Yeah, it's course management. He doesn't need to hit more than six, seven drivers there, and it's going to be in all the 500 yard par fives or par fours where he does it. Yeah, yeah, it's got the three longest par fours and yeah. U.S. Open is, history? There are two 600-yard par fives. Excuse me, but mm-hmm. you can't get to them. Well, maybe you can get to them if it's playing that hard. But mm-hmm. like, if not, why not hit four-iron, four-iron wedge? Yes. Yes. I, I, so, all right. All right. So there's options out there. It's not just one yeah. way of playing this course. You said to me outside, mm. Bill. <laughs> is he the front? Is he your front runner? He's got to be up there. (laughs) And I say it because no one likes playing more interesting shots than Phil. And there are, there are some way, the only way to get to a couple of the flags. And I I know this personally because it happened to us too, but you might have to hit it 40 yards away from the flag and let these huge slopes take the ball all the way down to the hole. That was another curiosity. Phil loves that. Oh gosh! I yes. mean, just absolutely loves the imaginative, imaginative stuff like that. The more options you give Phil, the better yeah. off he's going to be. Plus, you don't have to worry about where he hits it off the tee. Like he can right. miss it thirty yards left or right and still make par. Which 
cost him six first place it's finishes at the U.S. Open. All right, of the six, he <laughs> should have won three. Yes. He should not have won six because he loses two of them to Tiger. Yeah, he loses the O two one at Beth Page to Tiger. He loses the one to Payne Stewart. Payne makes like a twenty footer for par in eighteen. Otherwise, they would have been in a playoff. Yes. You know what are you going to do about that? The one, the ones he should have won are the one at Shinnecock that Goosen won. Mm-hmm. He makes double at 17, three putts for double, or four putts for double. It, it's the toughest green in the history of green. I mean, go back and watch it. He hits the ball, like, what's the, the Sandler line at Happy Gilmore? Like, a little tap, tap. Yeah, tap, tap. Taps the ball 15 feet by the hole. Misses the comebacker. Misses that one. Yeah. It, it, it was impossible. I've never seen that. Act, the golf that Goosen played that day in 04 is some of the best golf I've ever seen anybody play. It, really? It was incredible. All right. If you go back and rewatch that, they should show it on the Golf Channel every now and again just because it's so amazing. It was it, it was it amazing for the course that he was playing, or was he just playing out no, of his because mind? Because the course was just incredible. Okay, that's what hard. it was. I was so uh, on that point I was gonna get to, so is uh is Yang what's with the pictures one of the greatest rounds of golf you've ever seen? Yeah. Yeah. It had and to be playing right? with Tiger too in the last group. And not just playing with Tiger, but watching every other single golfer just go bogey, bogey, yeah. bogey, and fall and fall and fall. And he's still there with yeah. Tiger and putting the fear of God in Tiger and yeah. beat him. Megan Birdie's in front of him. Yeah. We never saw that happen before. Though everybody says the one he should have won is the one at winged foot in 06 where yeah. he hits the driver 100 miles um, left yeah. and, and makes double. He hit two fairways that day in a U.S. Open <laughs> and was leading it on the 18th tee. <laughs> If that doesn't tell you this guy is one of the greatest of all time, that should. <laughs> oh, I, you can't hit two fairways and be US leading Open. the U.S. Open. And no, by the way, I was at, at that, that U.S. Open. The rough was coming up halfway up my shin. <laughs> like it was the most <laughs> difficult golf course I've ever seen. The winning score was six over, or no, four over. What yeah, really? I think, yeah, Phil was okay. No, it was one over. Okay. I, was gonna, I do was, not recall a Phil four was over. even on the lap. Maybe it was two over because yeah, if it was two over because Phil was one over on the last tee, makes double and then finishes a three over. That's right. Philly, Philly, Philly. Yeah, he's in. He's he's up near the front for you though. If he's not in the top five going into Sunday, it'll be a stunning, stunning upset. Bubba, he is my second favorite. Imaginative, imaginative, big hitter. The problem is he just misses cuts sometimes. Mm-hmm. You never know if he if he gives a crap. The this if he true. doesn't like the golf course, he's gonna miss. The he cut. really doesn't get, care about it. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. He you knows know four holes in. <laughs> yes. if, if he's gonna be anywhere near the lead. But if he's in in the top five after the first day, you better believe he's gonna be there on Sunday. I do. Yes, yes. I liked him. He's definitely one of my uh, my underdogs. Favorites. Guy mm-hmm. that's gonna win. Mm-hmm. I may. Everybody's may going have- Fowler. I may or I don't like Fowler at all. Okay. I, I may either. or may not have a 75-1 to 1 ticket on him to win. I think Patrick Reed is the guy. Oh, wow. I like that. I really, really like I, him this I week. like that a lot. Yeah. This dude isn't scared of anybody or anything. Not anything. No. Yeah. Okay. He'd probably be the most unpopular win like on the tour because he's such he's a such a douche. He is. <laughs> I like guys like that, though. I, I like guys with unbelievable confidence. confidence yes like phil is exactly the same way except he always like has high finishes and wins majors and whatever now so people get along with him but I don't know. you're telling me if patrick reed throws up a couple of majors he's gonna have a huge fan base he will and and a guy with a huge fan base not huge but big enough bigger than most we tell you're telling me we're still gonna go another year of the u.s open and possibly all majors without cooch getting one 
He's not in any DraftKings lineup that I have, and my wife said that to me yesterday because she's big into it. She's, mm. you know, we have. I, I literally have. She's scolding you for your teams. It's something like two hundred bucks invested in DraftKings this week. We've got ten entries in the twenty dollar millionaire maker, right. and a bunch of three and one dollar entries in, in other things. Right on. Uh, I Cooch is right there, but I don't. I don't trust him at all. No. Why do? You, is there any reason to? He also doesn't really play well in the British Open. Right. So this is going to play a little British Open-y. Oh, but I the think, reason I don't dislike Phil for the same reason is because Phil should actually have three British Opens, and no one remembers that. Yeah. He should have won in 04. He should have won the Darren Clark year, and he did win two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is his last major. Yeah, the, the, the people British. always think that Phil doesn't play the British Open well, except that he should have three. <laughs> anyway, guys that I like. We'll get Please. to the golf course in a second. Paul Casey, I like a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. There's you like stat. Paul Casey in general. You do. No, you, you think he shows up. No, you. Because I thought you liked he, him in the Masters, too. Eh, no, a couple years ago I did, but there not this year. He hasn't been good for a while. But apparently he just got divorced, and now he's starting to play well again. You know, Nothing to live for. Nothing to live for. He's doing nothing but practicing all day. Which healthy again. Healthy. That's the other thing. He's healthy. Uh, Henrik Stenson, I like a ton. He's up near the, 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 the favorites. He's just he out of the top ten. Doesn't hit the driver well, but I don't think you need to. Just got to stripe some irons out there. He's going to hit three wood all day and be just fine. He hits three wood 310. Yeah. Isn't that aggravating? Yeah. Oh, don't start with that. <laughs> so aggravating. Yeah. Did I tell you, by the way, I, I shouldn't say this in the podcast, but I'm going to anyway. I'm playing Bel Air Ooh. in like a week and a half. Well, look at you. Friend of the show. Uh, Go say hi to OJ for me. I won't tell the story of how we're getting on there. And I apologize to the person that is getting us on there, but... <laughs> Well, I don't want anybody to call and say, hey, can you get us get on us there? Because I can't. You like, can't. this is a one-time deal. We're never getting on again. Love it. But I'm very, very excited. I never get invitations to play the top no. golf courses in LA. No. I'm never getting the Riviera call. No, the LA Country I know. Club call is probably never coming. Never coming. Bel Air is on the top of my list. So right on. I'm very happy. Absolutely. But I can't hit the driver. So it's going to be bad. <sighs> A couple club tosses in your in future. You can't though. You not play there. Like a not really when you're nice not when you go there. Club. Yeah, they don't. Allow, you have to play in pants yeah, in oh, LA yeah. in the summer. Yeah, no carts. Caddies, caddies, which is going to be great. Only the second time we've ever done it. Chambers was the first time. Really? Yeah. So did they have you at Chambers? Oh yeah, I would have lost five balls if not for my caddy. Really? Found all of them. Get out! I tipped him a hundred bucks. <laughs> my brother looked at me. I think he tipped his caddy forty or fifty. Because he missed 30, 35 putts for I crying know. out loud. I you couldn't read one of I these greens. <laughs> my brother looked at me like you idiot. You tipped him a hundred dollars. It's like I had the best time I've ever had, and he found every ball that I hit a hundred yards off the fairway. Like how do I not tip him a hundred bucks? Um, so what's Plus, the, uh, I'm, a, I'm a terribly big tipper. Yes. I oh. have no money and I'm a huge tipper. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am. Are you the well. same no, way? I'm the exact same way, man. All, all you have but to do is not piss me off and you're getting a huge tip. It yeah. goes from there. I mean, I round up to over 20% on every, Always. every, oh God. Oh, jeez. But I also have no money and that's probably I the start reason. at 20%. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, I was curious, um, What's the uh, what's the danger like on this course? Like, uh, I, no I heard water. there's one tree. One tree, not in play at all. It's behind the 15th green. So, I mean, do they got like 40-yard no long traps or yeah, what's going on? Yeah, there's a bunch of waste area traps. But it's the easiest sand I've ever played out of. Ooh, I love really, really sand. easy sand to play out of. Yes. I had a bunch of fairway irons in, or, you know, long irons from traps. They were no picking problem. clean? Yeah, no problem. Right on. 
All right. Anyway, I think the par... Okay, the holes that you're going to want to watch out for... Please the, do. The one hole, the first hole is the toughest hole I've ever played. That's incorrect. That's the second toughest hole I've ever played. 16 or 15 at Beth Page is easily the toughest hole I've ever played. But uh, one at, at Chambers Bay is impossible. Get, you're going to see one? 20% of the, of the field hit the green uh, if they played as a par four. You know, they're playing like one and 18. They're going to switch up between a par four and a par five every day, which is really stupid. Yep. And I don't like it at all. I do not either. Because as a par you're four, one hole. is impossible. So you're telling me there's going to be a lot of uh, people being put on the clock around hole three and four because there's going to be a big there might be gap. Some guys in the clock, they're going to be six hour rounds out there. There's going to be a big gap and people are sucking it up on one. And yeah. So two nothing to write home about. Three is par three nothing to write home about. Fours, four is the hole that I birdied, but it was a par five when I birdied it. They're right. They'll be playing at a four. It stinks. It's, yeah, it's so aggravating that that's the one. Don't I know? Anyway, um, what are the other? six is going to be the toughest hole. Everybody is going to make bogey at six. Is it a four? It's a par four. My brother birdied it. He stiffed a five iron to like three feet. It's incredible. Um, it's the one birdie you made. I made one. He made one. Big hitter, the Lama. What's he doing with a five iron going into a, a slammed a driver yeah. right down the middle and hit a big five iron in the group. But it's a tough hole. All right. And we didn't play it from the way back either. We were playing it from the middle tees. Right. 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 So, I mean, we played it from the back. It would have been driver three wood. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. That's the toughest hole on the course. Seven is really tough. You're going to, the scoring is on the back nine. Everybody's going to shoot higher on the front and score oh, better on the back. PGA is going to love that. That's exactly um, what they want. Yeah. Nine is going to be really weird because it's a par three and they play it. There's two tees. One of them is from 100 feet above the green. Yes, I did see You're that. You're going to see the ball in the air forever. That's a funky, funky hole. But a and really it's short, fun too. Hole. Well, they're playing at like 180. There's a back tee. They're playing 220. From 100? Yeah, that's 100 feet in the impossible air. Impossible to, to judge. Gauge. You can't. You what? Can't. Uh, 10, nothing to write home about. 11, 11's a tough hole. Uh, 12, drivable par four that every single person in the field can drive. Everybody. Okay. And there's this like bowl up there. So if you hit it to the side of the arena, everything rolls down into the middle and I up did the see other that. side. It's like this. I don't know, what do you even call it? The Virgin Connie Swale. Yeah, big sway. There you go. It's very good. Um, 16, I hit the best shot I've ever hit in my life on. No, I did. You did? I did. Uh, the, the very quick story there is uh, I hit three wood to the side of the fairway. I hit my caddy about 175 yards from the hole. I said to the caddy, give me the eight iron. He looks at me like, the hell are, what are you? Bill Murray and Caddyshack? <laughs> There's absolutely no way you can get there with an eight iron. So I hit a, a low runner that ran the entire way and finished 10 feet away. I missed the putt, but it was the best shot I've ever had. There's this huge slope on the side of the hole that everything funnels down on the green. So that's what I, another but thing I was noticing those is guys aren't going to have to do that. Okay. I don't think. All right. That's what I was curious yeah. about. 17 is double bogey central. If, if a guy has a one shot lead going into 17 on Sunday, he's in deep trouble. <laughs> yeah. And then 18, I'm assuming they're going to play as a par five on Sunday just for action. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So, <clears throat> Let somebody go for it. It's it's a Make really it fun golf course. It's nothing like the way I played it. It's going to be way faster, but... this a one-and-done golf course? Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. Okay. And what are you going to not go back to Oakmont and Pebble Beach? Yeah, and seriously. Th they're going to keep going to those places. No, you, you have to. Unless it comes together and they have a really good winner in a good tournament. You never know, but... What's the win factor like? No wind when we played it, but apparently it can come up certain days. Well, yeah, if you got that much elevation going on between yeah. holes, I mean, is it if, really... If they get a 15, 20 mile an hour wind blowing out there, guys are in trouble. 
They really? Were, apparently, the U.S. amateur scoring average when they had it there in 2010 was 79. Wow. But it's amateur. Even I mean, even for the AMs, I don't care. At 80, this is the average? Yeah. That, which means there's a lot of guys shooting 88, 89. Yeah. yeah. So, so did Spieth play this back then? or did he did. It, he did. He was in the tournament then. And his caddy is I was a just caddy. Say, I know his caddy has. Okay, I was going to say his Who caddy did not has. caddy for me. I looked it That's, up. I asked you, him. You, I and you thought him. it was because you were like, sure. Man, I do. And I tipped him 100 bucks, so he better yeah, remember he me. It, he said it was not him. <laughs> he um, said it was not him. No, I asked him on Did Twitter, you actually ask him, hey, man, I tipped you $100? No, I sent him a picture of me and my caddy <laughs> in the fairway, and he said it wasn't him. But he looks just like him. He says, he says no, really close, though. Um, anyway, where was I going with this? Those, those caddies all look alike. Yeah, so if the score is over par, it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal to watch. It's it's got to be under par, or the, or the tournament's gonna stink. Really? Yeah. So, oh man, do you really want to see guys struggling, like really struggling on like a British Open struggle, like Carnoustie, like where it's six over is the winner? I don't want to see that. I do if it's a legit. I don't want to see it if it's just guys hitting fairways and making bad shots. Like, because you like you said, the fairways are wide. If you're in the fairway all day and you miss the shot by two feet, and all of a sudden the ball bounces thirty feet away from the hole. Yeah. Then that's bad golf. That's I don't want to. I don't want to watch that. That will happen. See, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Now we didn't talk about two guys. We didn't talk about the guy that won the Masters, Spieth, uh -huh. and and Rory, the other guy who is the most expensive guy in DraftKings. Of course, and I would imagine is your favorite coming in. Has to be. Yep. Has to be. Yep. It's this. This thing is laid out for and him. And if the wind doesn't blow, he's probably going to win. Yeah. If it blows, he's not going to win because he doesn't he play well. He puts it very wind. high. Well, he doesn't play well in the wind. Like the one British Open he won, there was no wind. Right. Well, it's his ball flight. He yeah. actually has Tiger's old ball yeah, flight. Yeah, he does. He does. Same thing with Scott. Although yep. Scott plays the British Open much better, but he just can't putt. No, no. I actually, I liked him for this tournament too. I really thought he was I ready. I put him in a couple of lineups just as a hedge because mm -hmm. you never know. Exactly. But I don't know. I'm looking at my other guys. Duff. Has okay. Been nowhere recently, right. but then like three weeks ago, started putting it together, and he, he should play well. So he's the modern day Zach Johnson, Duff. Yeah, I think he's a better player than Zach Johnson. Really? Yeah. I mean, they both hit their irons extremely well. They yeah. both hit every putt within ten feet. Yeah, Zach's a better putter than Duff. He is a better putter. Uh, if you want some wild long shots, and I mean wild, wild long shots to make the cut type of long shots. On isn't one of them. Byung Hung On is is a guy that should be in the top ten in the tournament. Mm -hmm. Played there in in two thousand ten. <clears throat> like he should, he just won the BMW in Europe three weeks ago. Let, the, the biggest tournament in Europe. He should be there. Let me set the over under. How many guys are you about to mention? I don't know, three or four. Ah, there's no way I've heard of at least two of them. Uh, and I fancy myself he's as not a, a Molinari. A golf. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's on my list somewhere. Wait, which one? I've only heard of one of them. Francesca. Yeah, okay. Well, so not you know Eduardo? Two of them. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, you've never heard of one of them, and you know his name. Uh, yeah, Francesco Molinari, I like. Uh, who else? I mean, I have to say Ryan Moore just because it's yes, the podcast, yeah. and I like him in every single tournament. Yes, one of do. these days, and I'm going to be right one of these days. I'm going to go one for 40. All right, we got a, a guy got a hold of me, a guy, a Twitter follower. The Oregon State golf coach is a Twitter follower of ours. Right on. John Reenhorn. Go Beavs! He says to me, watch out. And like, like, oh God. He says, watch out for C.T. Pan. Get out of here. He says he played the U.S. Amateur there and played like four college tournaments there. Okay. And he's a good player, apparently. So he knows his way around. So qualified through a local <laughs> qualifier. He said he's going to make the cut. 
Interesting. And I don't believe it at all. But if I didn't pass along that piece of information... And he makes the cut and finishes the top ten. Right, I would feel really, really bad about yes. it. Yes. Uh, You've got a reputation to uphold here. piece of information that a Twitter, Twitter follower of ours that are, gave to us that I don't know. There's no better information to pass on than that. Yeah. Inside um, information. All right. Other guys that are in my lineups we haven't mentioned. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Definitely never heard of that guy. Eust Lauten. All right, Juice Luton, we know him. Juice Luton. Uh, <laughs> we finished third in the Masters, I think, three yeah. years ago. Uh, ben Martin, I have... Never heard oh, of him. Oh, we haven't talked about Justin Rose. I he, wanted to bring up four. Rose. He's a top four favorite. I definitely uh, threw a few clams on him. Did I, you? Yes, I did. What'd you get him at, like 20, 25? Yes, yes, maybe even 18, What'd but you yes. Shoot, uh, 80, 75? <laughs> uh, more like 68, <laughs> more like 68. sir. <laughs> uh, Danny Willett. Is on my list. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Uh, Brooks Kepka is on my list. Heard of Brooks. Well, Keimer is in one lineup I have here as a defender, but I don't like the defender. Well, if his swing is off, it's over. If it's yeah, on, he's got a chance. That's right. I mean, if he if he's, he's if he's leading the first day, he's going to beat it on the last. He's day not the creative type where he can just change switch strategy midway through a round. Yeah. Other long shots. Let's see. I got Kevin Kissner in a lineup. We got Eric Compton in a lineup somewhere. Jeff Ogilvy will make the cut. I'd be very surprised if he didn't make the cut. He's a creative guy. Wait a second. That dude hasn't made a top 10 in a major yeah, doesn't years. hasn't done much. This is his last exempt year, I think, because wow. he won the 06 U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. uh, he will make the cut. And that's it. That's it. So Leah put Ernie in a lineup. I'm just saying that's a mistake. Oh, oh no. This is the lineup I did. That's right. I, I did a lineup of Cabrera because, you know, he rests yes, 48 he shows weeks up. out of the year and he shows up for those four weeks. <laughs> uh, Ernie Els... The mechanic, Jimenez. Yes. Uh, Oost, Hazen, Rose, and Scott I put in a lineup together. Actually, that, that is a really they, solid lineup. They're all going to make the cut. Yeah. Right? There's no way Cabrera misses a cut in a major. No way. The dude will be one under through the first yeah, right? 17 holes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, 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 that's my favorite lineup, actually, because it's the sneaky one. All right. I'm nervous. Oh, no. About the Fox coverage. Okay, so Fox is doing this tournament. They've never done a golf tournament before. So all of a sudden you hear it's Joe Buck and you're like, not no, golf. Joe yeah. Buck makes football boring. What's he gonna do to golf? But he kind of be Nance. That's right. He's yes, right. Golf should be right up his alley, but at least in Nance, he understands when it's interesting and when it's not. Right. You know, I, I don't know if Joe Buck has that in him to do that in any sport. But I'm nervous. You heard who else will be in the booth with Joe Buck? The shark. The shark can't be good. That's got to make you interested. Can't be good though, dude. Every, He's like Donald Trump. Like everything is about him. Every every single mention will have his name in it. I guarantee, yeah. and it will be hilarious over the weekend. I guarantee it'll be hilarious over the the first two days. You don't care, but on Saturday, the shark's going to be the entertainment. He'll take it upon himself to be the entertainment. The good news. He's going to tear Tiger apart. You know, it's going to be fun. He will tear Tiger apart. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, the good news, though, Chris Berman and Roger Maltby not, not doing gonna, the coverage for ESPN. Not going to be there, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we're going to Applebee's, Raj. Oh, man. It's just, every time they came on, because it would always be like Miller and Hicks that did most of the coverage, and then ESPN would take over for uh, yep. like three hours. It'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> come Chris on. Chris Berman doing the US yeah, No, Berman is horrendous. If you don't like Maltby, come Maltby's on. Maltby's fine. He's fine. Nothing wrong. But it's with Berman, it. and the way they interact <laughs> together is just so bad. It is terrible. Anyway, I know, I know. Is that it? That's that. Yeah, show? I was excited. You know, I well, no, we got to talk. Phones. I know. I know, I know. <laughs>
I know. Anyway, I was I teasing. The golf course. I really enjoyed it. I think everybody will like it. So I went to all these U2 shows because U2 said you got to go to two shows because we're going to do two different sets. Right. And, and they, they never did two totally different lied, sets. Yeah. They totally blew it. They sucked the Wait, money they were out like, of me. You should pay us more money. Yes. For something that we don't have to deliver on. Yeah, that we're telling you we will, but we really don't <laughs> right, have to. Yeah. And then we're going to tell you that, oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, you spent all your hard-earned on, on our concerts. Um, so it was kind of a letdown for me. Was playing Chambers leading up to the anticipation of watching this tournament in any way a letdown? Oh, no, no, it was great. I mean, even the difference in the, how the course looks now to how you played it, that's where I was getting going. No, are you kidding? You like, still I'll, feel like you have the the knowledge to be able well, to watch it intently and say, oh, I, I, he has to try this here. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, because we played the forward tees for that reason. Well, not yeah, the forward, you the wanted to tees. play the middle shots. You wanted shots. to play the iron shots from where the pros were going to play it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's brilliant. Yeah, because it'd be stupid to be trying to hit three woods where they're hitting six irons. Right. Like, it doesn't make any well, sense. Well, that's why you, were go you wanted to get that taste. You wanted to be able to yeah. have this moment to yeah, say, sure. I was there, and I can follow this yeah. now, and it just puts you more on the edge of your seat. Yeah, if I'm glad you got it. If didn't have a baby when he did, I imagine we would have flown and played Aaron Hills in Wisconsin where it was, where it's going to be next year. But we mm. haven't done it. And I love my nephew, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, because he's not old enough to be an asshole yet. Eh, no, I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. We, love, we love all family members. Oh, I, I love Ben, but the... Uh, what was I going to say? I'm already counting the days essentially till he's like 12. Yeah, we can take another trip, but with him, which would be with great. him, oh, be fantastic, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Unlike anyway. this Game of Thrones garbage. All right, stupid show, stupid show, stupid show. They okay. don't show Stannis getting killed in the in the realm of you only had one job category, right? Yes. Brienne of Tarth is sitting there watching for a light in the window for like three months. Yes. The light goes on five seconds after, after she, she turns leaves. away. So sad. And I guess Oathkeeper is her sword, right? If I remember that correctly. And she had the oath. Yeah. I guess she kills Stannis for the other oath. Mm -hmm. But totally leaves this oath like hanging in the wind. It's a lot of oaths. <laughs> a lot of oaths. Um... When do you ever use the word oath? You know how we always say you never use the word ensuing unless yes. you say the ensuing kickoff. The ensuing kickoff. That was in a Simmons column in like 2001. It was the first thing I ever liked about Simmons was that line. Turned you, you on. You never say the word ensuing except then. Aside, aside from like the oath of office. Yes. When do you ever say the word oath? Or if you got to go to court. I, I guess. Okay. But thankfully, you know, we haven't say, had to yeah, go to I court. I guess you say it more often <laughs> if you go to court every now and again. <laughs> All right. Where do I want to go with this first? <laughs> There's a lot of ways. Okay. Let's start with, I've pretty much given up all hope on ever learning anything in depth about the men of faces. Many faces. The many face God. We are never going to learn what she's learning. She's going to learn it, become something new, and then she's just going to be a character. Okay, here's my problem with that. I agree with you. I think you're right in that we don't necessarily learn about it, but I think that's because she can't just end her storyline as part of them and never reveal who she is again. Right. If she was ultimately going to stay with them forever, yeah, we she, probably would. Right. But her story has to come back and intersect with the main story where she's revealed. Yes, she has to break free from... Yeah. She's going to learn that she wants more out of life than this. You would think. Otherwise, what's the point of the character? Yeah. Ultimately. I mean, like, getting here was fine, but, like, where she goes from here would be nothing if that doesn't happen. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, she has to marry. Here's my question. Good. She's going to marry Baratheon's kid. Who would she kill if she got out of there and revealed herself and was this warrior killer? Like, who's the character that oh, she would kill? Cersei? The, the whole show is leading up for her to kill Cersei. Okay. That's the whole that makes, show. That makes total sense to me because in the first book, Cersei has her direwolf killed. Yeah. I just reread it and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Cersei has her father killed. Yeah. So, like, she has to kill Cersei. Yes, that's the only reason Cersei is still alive. If anybody else does, it'll be a huge letdown. Yes. Because you would think Cersei dies in the very last scene of the very last show. Or maybe in the second to last scene or whatever. Yeah, the last show, they, they, they better crown somebody. That's all I'm saying. Right, yeah, so, yeah. And you, Cersei won't die until near the end. Did you read that the, uh, the producers basically had and have been committing to a seven-season show? I've heard Seven-season yeah. arc. And HBO's trying to talk him out of it. And do eight. <laughs> oh, do ten. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. They're trying to find a, a cash compromise. cow. Oh, man, you got $8 million of budget for HBO? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so come on, I threw one out. That's my uh, Arya Stark take. Okay. We're never going to see the many face gods. Does Sansa know that Theon has no cock? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> all right. Uh, has that been revealed? I think it... No, because they haven't had a heart... Yeah, Ramsey probably told him. Right, he did, right? right? I think he did, did he? tell her when, okay. when on the wedding day, when he w- walked into the room and said, yeah, Theon, you're going to watch. I imagine Sansa will go to the wall from okay. here. Okay. Because she can't go to King's Landing. No. And no. she can't go to the Vale. She could go find Littlefinger. Yes, she could. She, I'm sure Littlefinger's there's... Littlefinger's in King's Landing, he, though. Is he in King's Landing now, or did he go somewhere else, too? I don't too? know where he went after that last scene. They didn't say. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, where was he going? We don't know. How did they not show him in the last two episodes? My assumption is what they happened They gotta have is, some rendezvous coordinates. I was gonna say, everybody's gonna have to rendezvous at some point, like different groups of characters, and I think that Brienne, Sansa, and Theon wind up at the Wall and find whatever's left of Jon Snow. Ooh. Be it him back to life or whatever, and then that's a cluster of people that are together. Right. It makes the most sense geographically. Yes. And character-wise, I think. Interesting. So she's gonna... Oh, she's gonna go find an army to go take back Winterfell, right? That's that's her goal. Uh, that and to find her, her brothers. Okay. She's gonna so take back that's Winterfell. that's the case... She's, she's, that's what she's doing. But do you know who that army is? I'm guessing. It... it it will be the wildlings that John oh. let through the wall. Yep. Because he John promised you he promised them. you lands. No, John right. say John's dead and he right. promised the wildlings lands. So the wildlings John's have nobody to st- I know, but theoretically they have nobody to stick up for them now. Okay. She's like, I kinda own Winterfell as long as I just show up there. It's mine. Yeah. All I need is an army to help w- help take it and I will give you what he promised you. Yes, he's my brother. I can speak to this and I am the rightful heir to Winterfell, which she might actually be now, right? Sansa? Yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's the oldest one left. Yeah. Okay. So, the thing that disappointed me most is that it seems like Varys and Tyrion are going to be in that stupid city for a whole other season. They can't be. Because they have to go find Daenerys. But who's his face? Uh, Dario Naharis and... um, Who's his face? The, yeah, the Jorah, Jorah. Mustafa. They're out. Yeah, Mustafa. <laughs> <laughs> They're out searching for her now. That is. Yeah, but it's just them too. So what do they ride back with three dragons and take Tyrion and Varys out of there? Yeah, that, no. that's all. Yeah, Varys is, and he are going to have to find a way out of there themselves. But I think it's going to take the whole season. So Varys is the one guy that makes the Grey Worm, Missandei, and Tyrion trilogy interesting because that ain't interesting to me. 
they have to find something. Mm-hmm. It's the way that it ended is that Tyrion, uh, uh, K- Khaleesi's handmaiden, Missandei, 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 and Grey Worm. They're running the city now. That's how it was left. Oh, oh yeah, Grey Worm is the uh, unsullied guy. Yes, the unsullied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's not interesting to me. No, not at all. So that's, they that's have, why I'm disappointed. Yes, they in have it. to make it, and Varys isn't enough to make it interesting. I don't really care what Khaleesi's doing with the Dothraki either. No. Like, why does that matter? It does. It, I wish they would have set that up a little a bit. A little better. Yeah. You give us a, even if I have to read Dothraki language, just set yeah, it up with right. the Dothraki. I'm not into it. Do they stumble upon her? How do they find her? How do they just happen know. to be right there? Were you a fan? I'm sure you noticed that when Cersei is being paraded through, Go ahead. that it was a body double. I read it. Well, even if you didn't read it, you, you must tell. have figured it well, out. Well, yeah, because I've seen um, the first 300 that she's in. <laughs> is she naked in 300? Yeah, no, yeah all kinds oh, of naked in I don't 300. Remember that, but, uh, but I knew it was. I, I just and yes, you could VF, tell. Well, I guess she was pregnant. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, that's why they had to do it. But oh, I didn't know that. I, but yeah, just, you could see the head detachment. It's strange. It was. It, well, the, and it took me out of the scene. Thanks. Me too. That's it, what Because the saying. whole time I'm like, so they're shooting this scene with the body double walking and then with her walking. That's great extra work, great camera work to get all that right. And Okay, yeah, but you're right. It took me way out of the scene because it was very obvious it wasn't her body on that head. I like Cersei as a character. I mean, it's like a, as a heel, like you love to hate her, but yeah. I don't really care about the story with the religious guys at all. Oh, God, like, no. At all. Um, Where's Marjorie Terrell? Is she still sitting in prison? She's still in jail. And I think that's when it got good for me is when they said, oh, by the way, Cersei, you're not beyond our absolution here. We we rule absolute. Therefore, whatever we're doing to this person, we're doing to you. And and don't think we won't just because you are who you are. I liked that. I did. I liked that part of it. And then that was four episodes ago. Yeah. And they've done nothing with what they're doing for the city, what they're doing with with King's Landing. How are they running? Are they running it? What's the name of the place that the Tyrells are from? Do you remember? Is it Dragonstone? Is that what it's called? Oh boy, it doesn't ring a bell. There's, there's whatever they're from. How are they not like attacking King's Landing to to figure this out with uh, who play Diana Rigg? Like where's yep. Diana Rigg? You haven't seen her daughters in jail. I haven't seen her in three episodes. No, exactly. Um, so is that what we kind of got when uh, uh, Cersei winds up back? You know, she takes the walk of shame, winds up back at home, and the dude was like everything's been put in motion or still in motion. Right. So is, is the whole cover up of we're losing control. Is that what he's talking about? Yeah. Don't worry about it. We still have it covered because they're not, they're not going to come attack us. Nobody knows that we're weak. Nobody knows Tommen is doing nothing. As far as everybody outside of King's Landing knows all, all is about well. Tommen. Yeah. N- well, Another that's why they didn't well, show yeah. him. They didn't show him because there's nothing there. Other weird thing. So, oh yeah. And so his again. mom's being paraded through the city and he doesn't show up and be like, yeah, guys, right, I'm kind right of the, the king. Gate. I'm the king. Can we not do this to my mom? Yeah. Go get my mom now. I'm the Um, king. Jamie Lannister. I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead too, but I mean, you know, there's a reason why he isn't, obviously. He's got some part to play later. But But what? He can't go back to King's Landing with the dead daughter. No, no, no. Like Cersei, you'd have him killed the moment he walked in. And and well that's and that's why. So where does he go? Where does he go and does he wind up in Marine? Well, does he know? Tyrion? Does he know how she died, or does he think she just died of some mysterious illness? No, he must know. But why not show us? He's gotta know. At least raise a fist to the sky and say, "Damn you, chick! That's Luther's wife." Right. I forget her name. Yeah, I don't know her name either. Um, but yeah, good. she was, and she's fine. She's very. I but he that. could wind up in Marine with Tyrion, right? Yes. Would you be interesting? How? But yes. Yes, it would. Well, that's on the water. He's in a boat. 
I don't know. <laughs> Winds shift. <laughs> Currents change. I don't know. I don't know what his part to play in this is at all. I don't either, because the dude hasn't been able to fight for three seasons. Right. And he's not a political figure. We've never really, yeah, we've never really seen him work strategy on a situation. No. <laughs> so I have no idea what he's. I thought that's why I thought he was dead. Well, I because he of had that, nothing else to do. I am guessing he does die in the next season because yeah. there's nothing for him to do. Yeah. They put him in chains for all of, like, season two to do nothing. Well, it'd be interesting if Cersei does have him killed, and that's, like, a crazy scene where she's killing the guy that's the father of her children and her brother. Then he goes to Marine, hooks up with he Tyrion. Escapes. Yeah, okay. And Tyrion's like, all right, finally you see, th see things my way. Right. Yeah, yeah, she's our sister. Maybe we don't kill her, but she's got to go. Or maybe he goes back to wherever Castle Rock or wherever the Lannisters are from. Which he was supposed to do. Wasn't that what he was supposed to do anyway? Yeah, at some to, point? To, yeah. Go, to go rule in, in his father's stead. Yeah. Stead. When else do you use stead? You never use stead except that <laughs> way. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Full circle is probably... Say homestead on occasion, but you never say stead. Okay, yeah, yeah, go back to... Yeah, okay. And say in place of yeah, type thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. What I else? like it. Good call on that one. Nailed Very it. good word. Writing it Oath down right and now. suing instead. Yeah. I'm going to remember all of those. We're ripping them this week. Come on. There had to be one other thing that we missed. Okay, the Stannis thing. Well, we didn't thing. talk about Jon Snow. <sighs> what did you think about Melisandre just leaving Stannis? Okay, that made no sense. Obviously, she has a plan. Or was she just running for her life? I, th I assume she was just running for her life. Okay. But why go there? But why go to the wall? Right. She had some connection with Jon Snow that we remember, but we don't remember what it was. Can't recall what it was. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it made no sense. She just—I mean, she saw the danger coming and fled. Okay, I get that. Yeah. Why? Why are you going to the wall again? I don't know. Is she a wildling? But it clearly has something to do with Jon Snow. It clearly, it has does. to. Clearly does. I mean, okay. So did you see it coming? No, I didn't see that coming at all. Why? Because he just started liking the guy. Oh, Jon Snow? Yeah. Oh, I think you meant if I saw Melisandre oh, going no, there and leaving Stannis. No, please. who cares? Yeah. I mean, Stannis was always doomed to begin with. Doesn't matter. He was. Yes, nobody ever thought that uh, this guy's going to run anything as, anytime soon. Yeah. No. So, okay, as a larger thing, Ooh. before we get to Jon Snow. Oh, yes. I would feel like the people in the North, be it Jon Snow, the Wildlings, they have to first kill the Boltons and then go south. Yes. And then I think they eventually must meet the combo of Tyrion and whoever from Marine is coming mm -hmm. and Daenerys and whatever in the South. And then they ultimately take King's Landing and the show's over. That, ha that has to be how it ends, right? Yeah, you see, there's, I'm sure there's still they characters. won't hook up before that. Like, they'll, Daenerys and Jon Snow, whoever is coming from the North, won't meet until near the end. I love that you're still saying Jon Snow in there. It has to, he, he can't possibly be dead. Because, we, okay, there are only two people that couldn't die. And it's it was well, Tyrion and Khaleesi, yeah. But I think Tyrion can die, ultimately. I don't know if he will. He could. They can't kill him before near the end of the no, show. No, they can't. They, but he they can lose die. Too you're right. Yeah, they, don't dwarves have a shorter lifespan? <laughs> Come that's on, terrible, I had terrible. to say it. I had to say it. It's just too obvious. Are we really an hour and 40 <laughs> no, minutes No, that's like this? 20 minutes off. Oh. I let it run over the break, I forgot. Thank God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, all right. So the Jon Snow thing happened. Yes. You believed it immediately that he was dead? No, I believed it immediately that he wasn't dead and that he's not okay. going to die. 
but I then I checked myself and said, yeah, it's just because I started liking this guy finally. He saw, finally had something to do. I saw a great tweet the other day, which was that, so Ghost, his dire wolf. Yeah, where was he? Like, kills the guy that's raping the woman that Sam Well is sleeping with. Yes. But is nowhere to be found nowhere. when Jon Snow is about to get killed by eight guys. Yes. So, all right. A little right. bit suspicious. Just a little bit. Oh, plot hole. We didn't even mention winter is coming and the White Walkers are coming. I know. Everything's focused on going towards King well, that's King's the Landing. Other thing. How many? There were like ten guys with Jon Snow when he went to to the went to the White Walker thing, right? Yes. And none of them were like, dudes, he's absolutely right. You guys are insane. Like, those guys rose from the dead. You guys need to believe him. Thousands of them. All Nobody once. was like, listen, listen up, guys. I, I don't know if you know what he's right. He's just talking out his ass, trying to keep his power. Right. He's just trying to hold it over you. The, yeah, they're coming, they're coming. They're not coming, guys. We were there. Right. Nobody's saying that. So... I don't know how this happens that way. But here's the good thing. Assuming Jon Snow is alive, which I think is a safe assumption. We'll see. He's now out from beyond this stupid wall thing that he's been sitting at for five seasons. And he can go somewhere else and do something, which is great news. Yes, it is. I'll give you that. You know, we're forgetting about the stupid brand character. He's got to have yeah, a that's huge right. part to well, play. I assume whatever part he has to play has something to do with whatever Samuel Tarly learns. Oh, brilliant. From the books. Brilliant. I forgot guessing. about that. Yes, yeah, because I was going John to be Maester. Finally, John will meet up with Brand. The Maester Maester lady. Yeah. <laughs> More Happy Gilmore. Full circle, man. Oh, someone else had a great, or it was Alan Seppenwall in, uh, in his Hit Fix review. He was like, I don't know how long Sam spends or plans on spending at this like seminary or whatever, but unless it's like two weeks, <laughs> I don't know how he's going to try to learn everything there is to know and then become a maester and then save everybody. You know, the White Walkers are like 50 yards that way and they're on the way. It's a big wall. Big wall. It's a big wall. Take a while yeah, for them to figure it out. Probably more, less than a month. I would think. <laughs> and, how, and over the wall. And how long does this education to become a maester take? You think I'm years? Like, yeah, you would think decades. seven years or something. <laughs> seven years. Yeah, no. He's apparently going to have to go do like a two week correspondence course, and you know, Cliff's notes. Figure it out. Yeah, the yeah. Cliff's notes version. No correspondence. He could have done from the wall, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to... I would think the next season actually opens with Bran. No matter what happens, because we haven't seen him in a season, in this season. We will see him the very beginning of next season. And he's going to look 32. We'll look 32. He's already shaving. <laughs> and he's still playing a 12-year-old. I think he's like 12 in the books. Yeah, yeah. he's still playing a 12-year-old. <laughs> the timelines of all these things make no... It's like Lord of the Rings. Like, really, yeah. it took them like five years to walk there? Yeah. Okay, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess I'll just go with you because you're fighting and it's action and whatever. But no, he has to be the one guy that lives, right? Bran? Yeah. Yeah, Bran's got to live. No, I mean, the White Walkers in the north, the winter is coming. Everybody's going to die except Bran and maybe like a handful of people we don't know. Yeah. And they're going to repopulate everything. <laughs> they're going to repopulate the earth. Because yeah. the, um, they're going to kill the White Walkers and well, kill everybody. It's called a song of fire and ice. Mm -hmm. So you would assume whatever has to happen is the dragons attacking the White Walkers. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's really no other way yeah. around it. That's all we want to see. I know. I know. Yeah. So can she, like, can the dragons, like, turn it on and turn it off? And, or does she have control over the dragons? Yeah, I don't think that's clear. 
I don't it think it's supposed to be clear either, but I don't they're know. They're just teenagers, and they're like, yeah, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. <laughs> the hell? The dragons are teenagers. <laughs> I swear to God. They, have, <laughs> they just got their license. Take do it not breathe fire at them. Do not do, not do it. <laughs> of course they're going to do it. Every time. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, are we saying, wow, she wrote a dragon, and, and like that's like the greatest part of the show? I mean, are we building it up too much in our heads? Or are they really delivering on these moments? From what I gather, she, well, yeah, I thought that moment delivered. I did too. Yeah. I did too. I just can't tell if I've drank the Kool Aid already. But I guess she's uh, the theories are all in in the inner webs or whatever that she's not the one that's supposed to ride the dragons. The theory had always been that Jon Snow was the dragon rider. Ooh, but you know, he's dead. So whatever. <laughs> he's dead. Can dragons bring him back to life? Yeah, right. Dragon exactly. blood. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Nobody knows. No. All I know is I don't care about Sansa. I don't Wait, care what? about Jamie Lannister. I don't right, care Jamie. about Bran. No, I don't care about Bran. Samuel Tarly. I don't really care. No, I definitely don't care about Sam. It's Khaleesi, it's Tyrion, and it's Jon Snow. And it's only been those three that you've ever really cared about. This is true. I, I told you they, Sans, they pounded at points. Who? Stannis. No, at, that dude was always terrible. At point, really? Oh my god. Okay. And he's a good actor, though. Do you care about Rob Stark at any point? No. I never thought the actor was great. No. I didn't think it was written great. No, he was there to be pretty. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of about it. I was glad to see him go. I was kind of glad to see him go. Yes. Let move on. But that's just it. So at the end of Red Wedding, you're like, ooh, we get to move on to all this other stuff and the characters that we like and the more time. Now, what the f are we moving on to? You know where Sansa and Theon can go? To Please. the Iron Islands. Oh, to, to reclaim place. his his throne. Yeah. And that's where they get the army from. That's when they go back to, to Winterfell. Well, actually, wouldn't it be hilarious if she had to marry Theon because he can't rape her? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. And they're not related. They're not related. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Okay. That and I, I you can't you can't do Littlefinger all the beginning of this season and then not do him oh, in the last two episodes. I didn't even think about Littlefinger. He's still got a big part to play. I he do care to. about what's happening to him. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we gotta get out of here. The show's like an hour and a half. All right. No one's gonna be listening anyway. No, I know. Well, I think if if they just read, we talked about Game of Thrones. We're like, yeah, put it on. Let me hear what they have to say. Yeah. You're turning off any Game of Thrones no, talk at this, God, this no, week. If, if there was, uh, there probably is a, an iTunes feed of just Game of Thrones podcasts, and I should be <laughs> listening to all of them. Just to anger you. That's all it would do. But the man. Pro- okay, the problem with Game of Thrones, mm. to me, is that it's never going to win any Emmys or anything. And I don't know why that is. Why shouldn't it win Best much, Series? How much more fun have you had watching that show than Mad Men? Oh, God. And I like Mad Men. I'm oh, not saying God. anything bad about Mad Men. No. But oh my God, yeah. have you ever looked forward to a Mad Men episode other than the finale? No. No. In the first I, episode of every Monday season. Monday morning, I'm waiting for the following Sunday yeah. for Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's true, man. It's true. And you know, like you're saying, it's so big, it's so sprawling. It's not like it's this minute-to-minute thing that, that, that as you hook, like Sopranos was. Sopranos is very uh, small, very confined. Yeah. You kind of knew what to expect every episode. That's why it was minute-to-minute with Sopranos. Have you ever binge-watched The Sopranos other than season one? Every year they issued a new Sopranos. I would go binge-watch every season before it. Is it better binge-watching it? It's insanity. I'm guessing it's it. better as a binge-watch oh, than my week to week. Oh, my sweet effing lord. Because you oh. know I have huge problems with the end of the series. Matter of fact, the last four seasons of it but we all do and yes when i first watched it i did not watch the first season so i binged the first season when i first got in and that is exceptional 
that is how I watched the first season of that as well. And it was 13 straight hours. I yes. didn't stop. It was just too good. I understand that people like hyperbole and I understand that people like to be in the moment. Are they forgetting the first two, three seasons of Sopranos? The as, first the first season of The Sopranos. is It's up there with the best television I've ever seen. Just because it was so different. When we did the lists and whatever, mm. that wasn't one on both of our lists? It uh, was I think one? I had uh, first season of Battles. Yeah. yeah, I did too. Probably. I think we did. It was just, we, even the last season of Battlestar, like all of yeah, Battlestar, yes, this is great. Yes, but I think I had Battlestar as well, because that was more of a personal show, and I caught it from the first episode. I was lucky enough to catch it from the, Maybe the first episode. Maybe as we get further away, we are forgetting the Sopranos greatness. I don't think we are. I think everybody else that writes about how good Game of Thrones is, is forgetting the effing Soprano. And because of the way Sopranos went out. It was easy to to, to say, eh, yeah, it had yeah, its, it really it had went its out time. With whimper. It, it, it did. did, but at the same time, there is no such thing as good television of the last 10 years without the Sopranos and 100%. Game of Thrones will not have this effect on TV over the next 10 years. Oh no, I this, think we all said the, the fourth season of The Wire was number one. It, which, it, it certainly could be. God, they're all so different, but I, the fourth season That's of The, the Wire, kids. yeah, yep. the, that season is amazing. Because the, the, coming out of the first three seasons, you were never expecting that, and then you tell me you're doing a show about kids on the after the first three seasons, I would have been yeah. like, yeah, I don't care. Kids, kids, all these Except great characters. they all kids. grow into what the characters in the first three seasons became. And the kids were exceptional. They, I don't know how they cast the kids like that, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan wasn't one of them, huh? Michael B. Jordan was in it. I know, I know. Oh, is that what you crazy? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, yeah, I don't think... We're at the so, end I, of the show, right? I don't Where think... Where the fuck is Wallace <laughs> String? <laughs> I don't think this Game of Thrones will have the effect on TV like Sopranos did. No. No. Is it because, because it's just too risky do, to do this no, big? No, you can't do sci-fi on any channel other than HBO. Right. HBO is the only home where you could do it that well. That you can't do that on the WB. I know you like your Flash and whatever, and I'm sure they're great. Arrow is great. Flash is good. I'm sure they're good, but they're not Game of Thrones, and production value has to be part of that. It yeah. has to be. Yes, it does. It does. It's the location that's the production value here. They're shooting in, like, Northern Ireland, Greenland, yeah. and Iceland. Yeah, that and the amount of extras that you got in there. That's what you're basically yeah. paying for. It's the reason why Lawrence of Arabia is amazing. Lawrence of Arabia. The, the, the scale of it is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Don't make me go watch that movie tonight. You can't mention no, you the can. movie and not have me want to watch it. Yeah, you can watch it. Just It's three hours. Don't watch it tonight. All right. Just don't say that movie it's again also and, until it's a Friday. It's one of the rare movies, as, and I, I don't count Full Metal Jacket because there's no intermission, but... The two movie, there's two movies in that movie. The yes. first half before the intermission is a completely it's, different movie than the second half. It absolutely both is. both great, yes. but it's a completely different movie. Yes. Yeah, it is. Like, the second half is basically like a political war thriller. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. It becomes about the march to uh, Damascus. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And the first half is your World War I British movie. Yeah, the first half is just the taking of... Um, it's all leading to the taking of uh, oh, what is the name of the city that come they on. overrun at the beginning? Of, yeah, at come the on, end don't do that to me. Act, come on. Oh, I can't remember. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, yeah, I'll look it up. I know. I usually remember everything like this. I know. Yeah, you're killing me. I'll remember it five minutes after. The yes, show you ends, will. But it's okay. We get to end the show. You know. 
going to close down the studio. That tonight. was uh, oh poor Sue. So I that know. was game. That was Game of Thrones a year away, and there's nothing to keep you interested until nothing. Then. There's nothing I'm looking forward to TV wise. Yikes! You watch this Duchovny show at all? Nope. No, me neither. Nope. All right. Sounds like a Sopranos or a Friday Night Lights rewatch. Coming down the pike. I've Ugh. yet to do the entire Battlestar rewatch. Oh, really? It's going to happen at some point. Oh, I haven't done it since it ended. Yeah, I haven't either. But th- that was another show. Before every new season, I watched every previous episode in order. Really? Yeah. Every every it's new season so I rewatched. Good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It got better on the rewatches. Yeah. It does. Yeah. All right. All right. Emails? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, please turn us on to something. Yeah, give me a show. Give them something to binge, and listeners, where does Melissa, M- Melissa McCarthy fit on your top five things that you will not miss the next time she puts out a movie? Where does she rank? Is she in the Will Farrell category? Is she in the Mike Myers 1996 category? That's a good one. F-U-Podcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Twitter at FU Podcast at Mickelson's Ego. I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> Phil, will Phil will be tweeting a lot from the U.S. Open. I guarantee it. <laughs> yes, he will. He will. Does he tweet? Round. Does he tweet he more? Tweet I was just going to say, does he tweet more when he's winning or when he's losing? Hmm? Does he tweet more when he's winning or when he's losing? Oh, uh, both. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> he tweeted last night. I think he said something like, "I don't know how Amy's going to deal with it if he if I win the fourth leg. She has trouble dealing with the three I have already." <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Anyway. Phil's ego is out of control this week. <laughs> Go put your money on Phil. He's feeling good, obviously. Walking a little heavy, but he's feeling good. <laughs> we are coming back bigger, better, stronger than before. I'm Mike Flynn. Mike, you're in. This is the FU Sports Talk podcast and other things on <laughs> iTunes. you going to say that. Have a good week, everybody. Look for another episode of the FU Sports Talk podcast next week on iTunes. Hey, that was an hour and 37 minutes with... <laughs> 37 minutes of sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we did 20 on game and 20 on the golf. <laughs>